Welcome back to the Fearless Football Podcast. I'm back. Missed all of free agency, but we are here. Going to be doing a free agency video or two. Uh, the draft is this month, so hopefully I can, I'm going to try and get my uh, mock draft out before the draft actually happens. I have a two-round uh, draft with trades that I want to get out, uh, but I do want to do a... A uh, free agency video or episode or two before we uh, get rolling into the draft season. Uh, as I did miss all of it, essentially, at least the big, the big portion of it. Uh, so as you read by the title, I'm going to be going over my personal favorite signings of this free agency. When I say signings, I mean pure signings, so no trades, no Stafford trade, no Wentz trade, no Darnold trade, none of that. I just mean pure signings. Signing re-signings count, like Trent Williams to the 49ers, that, that is very acceptable. As well as just, obviously, normal signings, like Ken O'Neill to the Cowboys, or like, off the top of my head, Carl Lawson to the Jets. Both count for this video. Uh, let's see, but I am just going to jump right on into it with, uh, number 10, Shaquille Griffin to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am very happy with this signing for the Jaguars because their secondary was probably one of the worst, uh, from just in general last year. Their best corner was a rookie uh, in C.J. Henderson, who he didn't play bad, but none of the corners from the last year's draft really played exceptional. Um, A.J. Terrell from the Falcons played well, Jalen Johnson from the Bears. C.J. Henderson played well. I'd say he was probably the third best, I'd say, at least from as a rookie standpoint from cornerbacks. <clears throat> but... The Jaguars are still wanting that Jalen Ramsey replacement as C.J. Henderson, at least in the one year he's played, hasn't been it. So getting Shaquille Griffin, who I will say is not anywhere near the level that Jalen Ramsey is or was, um, it, it gives them a insurance policy in case C.J. Henderson ends up not being that good. Um, but it gives them that number one corner who can help CJ Henderson develop. The two of them can be a lethal duo, I, I see, as well as, I believe, Trey Herndon, and the, who could be their slot corner. So that just cornerback room group could be lethal. Just those three in general who are all, like, 26, I think is the oldest, I want to say, with Shaquille Griffin. Shaquille Griffin's young. Um... But their secondary was very bad. Their safeties are bad. I expect them to draft the safety, safety uh, in the first three rounds. It could happen in the first, the second, maybe the third. I'd say first or second round. Um, whether it's like Trayvon Moreg or someone different in the second. Ah, um, but yes, uh, Shield Griffin to the Jags, number 10. I'm very happy with it. My number 9 pick is going to be uh, Will Fuller signing a one-year $10 million deal with the Miami Dolphins. 
I I'm happy with this trade in all honesty. I like it. Um, it gives them that weapon. Hundred percent, they get a weapon. I think either way, with them picking at six, they're ensured to at least get one of the top three guys. As QB is going to go pick one, two, and three. QB could very well go pick four if the Falcons trade down for someone wanting a QB. So, just in general, they're almost ensuring that they're going to get one of the top-tier talents in the stretch, whether it's a lineman or a weapon for Tua. They're going to get someone. And Wolf Fuller is going to be there to help them out. I, I believe they're going to be able to get Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to be that all-around amazing guy. I think Jamar Chase's play style is like Randy Moss. Speed, athleticism, route running, and just goes up and gets it. That it, Jamar Chase, that jump up and get it kind of guy, he literally mosses people on a daily basis, essentially. He didn't play this past year as he opted out, but if you go back to 2019 when he had Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase was amazing. So Jamar Ch- putting Jamar Chase, letting him start out as the number two guy behind Will Fuller, is I feel like it's a smart move. Dante Parker is twenty eight, I believe. So he's not gonna he's not getting any younger. And Jamar Chase can be that guy. If Will Fuller plays great, then you can sign re sign Will Fuller. And you have plenty of cap space to do so. And you can probably let go of Devontae Parker after that. And you have Jamar Chase, Will Fuller, and then whoever else you want to be that third guy in, like, Pre- Preston Williams. Great option right there. Just Will Fuller is just that deep threat that they need for this offense to help Tua thrive. Now, they, they help with the O-line. They get Jamar Chase. It's going to be party city in Miami. Spring break every week. My number eight signing is another receiver in the AFC East. None of the Patriots signings, though. It is Corey Davis to the Jets, signing a three-year, I want to say, like a $38.5 million deal, something like that, around that range. Um, I am very, I like this signing. I expected the Jets to sign a receiver. I wasn't sure who. I was expecting more Juju. Because Juju focuses his popularity a lot, his social media. So seeing New York as an option, I thought was very good for not only him, but the Jets in general to get that guy. And if they wanted to roll with Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold and Juju played in college. So that wasn't always an option, but that didn't go well. But Corey Davis is going to be that guy who's an all-around great guy. He only had this one really good year this past year, though. So he can just take what he learned in Tennessee, bring it over to New York, and help out whoever they draft, assuming Zach Wilson. So you have Corey Davis, you have James Crowder in the slot, and you have Denzel Mims. Corey Davis and Denzel Mims, I think, are similar in style. I believe Denzel Mims actually might be taller than Corey Davis. I could be wrong. Um, But I feel like um, Corey Davis is going to be able to flourish in New York, especially with, who is it, Mike Shanahan? Matt Shanahan? No, Mike, Mike LaFleur. 
that's what it is. Mike LaFleur, that's, that's it. I knew it was like a Shanahan or LaFleur. It's Mike LaFleur as the OC. So learning what he did uh, from not only his brother, Matt LaFleur, but also Kyle Shanahan. So breeding the Packers offense and the Niners offense is going to be great. You have Zach Wilson. You have Corey Davis. Corey Davis is going to flourish in this, this offense, I think. I think he's going to be great. He's not going to be like a top five receiver or anything, but he's going to be top 15 Maybe even a top ten receiver in this system. Um, now number seven, my Philadelphia Eagles signed Anthony Harris, the safety from Minnesota Vikings, to a one-year, five million dollar deal. I think it's a fantastic deal for both sides. Uh, Ronnie McLeod, on like the, the, I think it was the Saints game in week twelve. Rodney McLeod, our best safety on the roster, towards ACL. Or it's Achilles. It was a very bad injury. So he might not even be on the field we want. And he's he's already aging anyways. And we have Kavon Wallace. But he didn't have much playing time. And we don't know what, what he's going to be. But Anthony Harris, go book it back at 2019. He was elite safety. Top 10, maybe even top 5 safety that year. And in 2020, he played really good. He's a great tackler, too. Um, but at the same time, the Vikings team as a whole was just really bad. Um, you had the Daniel Hunter was hurt basically all year long. And it, it just didn't go well for either side of the defense being... The middle, the the back end, the front end. Just when the edge rushers aren't getting there, you're not, you're not getting any pressure. The corners and the savior are going to look bad. That's just how the defense works. So, no Dino Hunter, your best edge rusher is, I don't even know. And your nose tackle, Michael Pierce, who just signed, opts out. You have no one to get to the, pet, the, the, the QB or even stop the run. So... Everyone else just looks bad because they're on a bad defense. That's just kind of how it plays out. So, whether we get the 2020 Anthony Harris or the 2019 Anthony Harris, I think it's still going to be a great deal. If it's a 2019 Anthony Harris, re-sign him, you have a star safety. 2020 Anthony Harris, he's on a one-year deal. Just don't re-sign him. I think it's it's just a great for once in his life, a great deal by Howie Roseman. It's the cheap one-year deal. I didn't even expect to be able to sign him at all. I thought he was going for a lot more. I thought he was going to be going for... I think a one-year deal was probably imminent, whoever he signed with, but I didn't think it'd be like five mil. It's ridiculous dealing right there. Ah, sorry. Ugh. So... Now, at number six, I have another AFC East and AFC NFC East team. The New York Giants signed Kenny Galladay from the Lions. Now, this isn't even my favorite uh, wide receiver signing, but it was a great signing either way. I can be as biased as I want. I can talk as much trash as I want to the Giants, but signing Kenny Galladay was... a Great move. I I love Kenny Galladay. I think he's a top 10 receiver when healthy. 
and I was seeing all these rumors before they actually signed him. I saw Kenny Galladay has been meeting with the Giants. There's it's a pretty good chance he signed to the Giants, and I'm like crossing my fingers. Please, please don't sign him. Please go to Baltimore or Cincinnati. They have good QBs. Why go to New York where you got Daniel Jones? But he picked New York, where they're gonna be passing a lot. It's just a. It's I think it was a four year like seventy five eighty million dollar deal, but it even if it's that a lot of money for that long, I think it was a great deal. I think they might have I think they overpaid him, but not by that much. Like probably like maybe ten mil over, which isn't is kind of a lot, but um I think it was a great deal. But now at this point with the Giants, you just Saquon's healthy. You have Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. Uh, I think you cut Golden Tate. You got Evan Ingram. You could always draft a receiver with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, or Kyle Pitts if he's still there. And you can draft an O-lineman to let that O-lineman develop because their O-line still sucks. But Daniel Jones has no excuses this year. He plays bad. Get, get him gone. Get him out of here. He has to be gone if he doesn't flourish. He has to play well. No excuses for Daniel Jones. When you have Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard on that roster, there's no excuses for Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, my number five signing in free agency of the 2021 season. Why am I being dramatic? Who knows? It is Curtis Samuel going to the Washington football team. I, I'm indifferent about the Washington football team. I'm just going to say WFT whatever, I'll choose. Um, I'm indifferent though. I honestly never cared about them. I know they're in they're my my favorite team's division, but I'm indifferent about them. I could have cared less about them. Um but after last year they went seven to nine, yeah. But that defense is oh my god that defense. I I almost put William Jackson on this list. That was a I I loved that signing too. Both their big signings and Curtis Samuel and William Jackson, phenomenal. And I think Fitz was a great signing as well. But my favorite has to be Curtis Samuel. It is a perfect fit in my opinion. He's going to contrast with uh, Scary Terry wonderfully. Now, because Scary Terry before kind of just had to do everything, kind of like Devonte Adams and the Packers. Where he had to run all the short routes. He ran. They gave him all the screen passes. All the RPOs. All the deep routes. All the medium routes. He had to run everything. Because no one else there could do it well. Well enough. So they just fed Scary Terry as much as they could. And if he wasn't there. And he was being locked up. Like say if he just Jalen Ramsey. Then your passing game screwed. Because no one else is going to be open. But. Now with Curtis Samuel, he's very shifty. He's very, he's he's that guy who you want to get the ball in his hands, and he's gonna make a move. The Panthers used him excellently last year, using him on end arounds, jet sweeps, uh, handing, giving, just handing it the ball off to him, giving him the ball on the short routes, on the screens, on the RPOs, jet sweeps, end arounds, all of that nonsense. That's what Curtis Samuel lives off of. You can have him, of course, on the medium routes and whatnot. Everyone's going to run everything. But now, Scary Terry, as a deep threat, 
doesn't have to keep running short routes to just get the ball in his hands. He can run those deep routes. And he has a QB who can run them. So you let Scary Terry run like the bigger routes most more often and just kind of let Curtis Samuel be that shiftier guy, then you're looking good. Like, I, I think it is a perfect scheme fit. I think all they really need receiver-wise now is just go and get uh, a jump ball kind of guy. And I think it'll be... Uh, just, I think that offense can be really good if they get a uh, QB. If they get that QB, whether it's Mac Jones or if it's Heineke or someone next year, I think that offense could be very good along with that terrifying deep. They're, they're looking good. This team this team is looking good. And I wish I had hope for the Eagles as much as I have hope for the Washington football team. My number four signing in this year's free agency class was Hassan Riddick to the Panthers. Uh, he signed a one-year deal. It was, I want to say, I think it was 10 mil max. It was max uh, in, uh, in a range. Um, I think just signing Hassan Riddick, along with Terry Gross Matos, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, is going to be an elite pass rush. You have Shaq Thompson now in the second or secondary as your coverage linebacker. That could be a great defense. Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin. If you get another corner outside of Dante Jackson, <clears throat> excuse me. This defense is developing and it is developing well, and it it looks really really nice. And that offense is looking great as well. They have two star receivers, Ronnie Anderson and DJ Moore. Then you you don't have a tight end, but you could always just draft Kyle Pitts. I think that's their plan. That'd be my plan. I'd draft Kyle Pitts, put him at tight end, just get another weapon for St. Darnold. The O line isn't bad, but it's not it's not good. I think it's Above average, Matt Paradis, Taylor Wa- Taylor Moten, sorry, are very good. They have Greg Little, I believe, at guard. Um, so there's a few guys you could get, sign, draft, whichever, to be uh, better. But I think Hassan Reddick on the defense is going to be very, very good. Whether they resign him or not, though, it just depends on the season. I j- I think that. Patras with Brian Burns, Douglas Matos, and Derek Brown is going to be elite. Number three signing is Shaquille Barrett to the Bucks. He signed a four-year deal worth like 70, 80 mil. I'm I don't know how. The Buccaneers re-signed all their starters outside of A B. But honestly, I, who cares if you signed A B? I could I couldn't care less if you signed A B or not. You have Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin back. Between Levante David, Chris Godwin, and Shaquille Barrett, I expected Shaquille Barrett to be gone. He's won two Super Bowls now. And I thought he was going to leave and go get paid by, like, the Colts or, like, the Bengals or something. But he stays, he signs, he gets paid, and he gets to stay in Tampa Bay. 
I think that is phenomenal dealing by the Bucks GM. And just being able to re-sign him along with everyone else. Just the Bucks free agency as a whole could be this. I could have I could really picked any big signing from the Bucks. Just keeping Shakur Barrett was priority number one for them. And they got it done. My number two favorite signing is John Johnson to the Browns. Now, before he signed with the Browns, there was rumors that he was in talks with the Eagles, which I would love John Johnson. He's young. He's a star. He's amazing. He's top 10, probably top 5 safety, in my opinion. I never made a list, so uh, I couldn't tell you off the, off the top of my head. Just the Browns need safeties. They got, But now, right now, they have a lot of safeties who could do good. You drafted Grant Delpit last year in the second round who, yes, he got hurt, and he could be bad now after that injury, but still, young safety, you haven't seen him play, who knows. You uh, traded for Ronnie Harrison, who's probably going to play alongside John Johnson, I'd assume. And then you rotate in uh, Grant Talbot along with Ronnie Harrison. So you have John Johnson as the free safety, and as that strong safety, you kind of bring in and out uh, Ronnie Harrison and Grant Talbot. I think that could be really, really nice. Just John Johnson helps his defense out a lot. The secondary was the worst part of the Browns. And I think, honestly, to me now, with these signings, and they most likely are going to go edge rusher or linebacker with this, with their first and second picks, they could do a lot of good. They could go 12, 13 wins, honestly, which feels weird to say. But I think, I think they could go to the AFC Championship. They they have a good chance. If they continue what they did last year, right off the... I know they lost to the Chiefs, to Matt Moore. But they ride off that momentum of beating the Steelers' butt and making the playoffs, let alone winning a game, making the playoffs. They can do a lot of good next year. That's what I'm trying to get at. That secondary... Especially John Johnson helping out Denzel Ward is going to be a big part as to why. My final, my final entry, number one favorite signing of this this free agency is the Broncos signing Kyle Fuller into a one-year, nine million dollar deal. Now, this is a case of best fit, best scheme, best circumstance. And an amazing deal. Kyle Fuller's best year in the NFL was 2018 when the Bears went 11 and 5, and or 12 and 4, one of the two. And he had an elite year. He was a all all pro. His defense coordinator was Vic Fangio. Now, who is the coach of the Broncos right now? It's Vic Fangio. Now. You pair a corner with the head coach that made him elite, and he also signs a one-year, $9 million deal, and you also go on to a team where you're the number one corner again, but you have better talent next to you. Kyle Ford had Jalen Johnson next to him, who, is he was a rookie, and he had a decent rookie year, but like I said, decent, not elite, not anything like that. Now, the Broncos, they don't have any elite corners, but they have Ron Darby, 
they they had Boye, they got rid of Boye, but they also have Bryce Callahan. Bryce Callahan was very underrated last year and actually had a very good year for the Broncos. They started on Darby, who also had an underrated year with the football team. Eagles, we suck. Anyways, they get Kyle Fuller on a one-year $9 million deal. That is less than the Bears were paying him. That is a cheap deal for a possible all-pro, pro-bowl. He's a pro-bowl caliber player. That's what I'll say. Pro-bowl caliber player. You pay him $9 million on a one-year deal. On a team that defense all really needs is that inside linebacker. Who they can just draft Michael Parsons now. If they don't, if they want to, I think, trade for Minshew. And then draft a linebacker. Round one. Draft Michael Parsons, JOK, one of the two. If you want to draft JOK, I'd, I'd say trade down. But that defense is elite now. Even without that, that linebacker, who they can just draft. That offense is elite if they get a QB, whether it's Minshew, Drew Locke, or someone they draft. Probably not Drew Locke, unless he develops. I'd, I'd much rather Minshew right now than Drew Locke. But that Broncos team is very scary. It was last year where they got plagued with injuries. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my top 10 favorite signings of the 2021 free agency class. I hope you all have a wonderful day, night, afternoon, whatever time it is for you. And Fearless Football is out.